Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So I have a stupid joke. Okay. What couldn't Dracula... Why couldn't Dracula's <laughs> wife fall asleep? I don't know. Because of his coffin. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's bad. Stupid joke. <laughs> okay. Um, and now I have some funny student driver stories from instructors. Okay. First one, my instructor said that a girl was turning into and out of lanes wildly trying to turn off the turn signal. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Next one, my uncle frequently tells the story of the time his driving instructor died during his first lesson, and he was given some award from the town for driving the body to a hospital. Oh my gosh. That's insane. (laughs) Oh my God, I would freak out. I would freak, there's no way I would sit in a car with a dead body all the way to the hospital. So yeah, that's crazy. Next one, she was approaching a yellow light going the speed limit of 50 uh, kilometers per hour. Is that what KPH would be? Yeah. She saw her chance to strike and makes a jump for the light going 15 kilometers per hour over the speed limit and catching the yellow light. While doing this, she yells at the instructor, we can make it! Like she came from Top Gun training and zooms through, only to find out she didn't pass when she completed the course. <laughs> she probably saw her parents do that and thought, oh, yeah. that's how you do it. I don't know. You, you just go faster. <laughs> Next one, she would just drive without correcting her steering at all and would start to go off the street unless my mom reached over and corrected the wheel for her. No matter what my mom did or said, she would constantly just drift off the road. So my mom took her out to an old, wide-open dirt road where she could just let the lady drive and see how far off the road she could go before she realized what she was doing. She just drifted off the road, going a good 20 feet, and would have kept going into the fields if my mom hadn't stopped the car and asked her, Look, where we are... Look where the road is. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> After that, my mom finally gave up on her and told her husband and son that she could not drive a vehicle and she could not learn how to drive a vehicle. Only student my mom ever gave up on. Oh my god. Like what like what what what, what do you think? <laughs> how is this person still living? If you don't correct Oh my god, I just I can't comprehend that. Alright, next one. I got into a car for one of my first lessons and there was a plastic there was plastic fruit taped to the dashboard. My instructor saw me glance at them and it was like the floodgates opened and all of the months of pent up frustration came pouring out. Apparently he had been teaching this middle aged woman for almost a year at that point. She kept failing the test once because she tried to turn left onto a roundabout. Another time she was told to drive towards a certain town, so she stopped in the middle of the road to carefully read the sign in front of her. Oh my god! She was like, why not just tell her to turn left And if, if, if you already knew she was that uh, incompetent? Well, she also had a huge problem telling apart left and right. That week, the my instructor had finally given up on debating the difference with her and taped his kid's toy fruit to the dash so he could go turn towards the grapes or the bananas please oh my god which seemed to work much better wow like just you can't drive yeah you, just just you, give up at yeah that point. there's public transportation <laughs> take advantage of it okay Next one, my instructor was telling me about this one guy who he who he assumed had ADHD or something, who had already passed his test a few years ago, but wasn't confident on the roads and wanted extra lessons. So one day, they're on the motorway, and the guy pulls out his phone and starts playing Pokemon Go. My instructor what? was in disbelief. Wait, who was playing Pokemon Go? The 
dude driving. What? Apparently. Oh my gosh. What a moron. No, how did he pass the test if he was that stupid? Oh my God. (laughs) Next one, my driving partner had been missing a lot of turns and finally the instructor had to slam on his break when she completely ignored a massive temporary stop sign almost taking out an elderly woman in the process turns out my partner had 2200 vision but her glasses were broken and she hadn't had the time to get them replaced yet white knuckled our way through the rest of the month oh my gosh yeah that's stupid um my driving instructor told me of edna At 84 years old, she was adamant that she wanted to learn to drive. After over 300 lessons with the instructor, Bernie, still didn't think this woman could be trusted behind the wheel by herself. He was, uh, and he would not, in confidence, lend his car for her driving test. He had his hand on the steering wheel most of the time since she would turn wherever she looked and often that was towards pedestrians oh. <laughs> so does edna give up no she purchased her own brand new car and took the driving test 13 times she finally passed then rear-ended a truck not a week later <laughs> dude give up oh my god sometimes giving up is okay <laughs> it's not meant to be it's not freaking meant to be dude you know our grandma never learned how to drive i know that's crazy to i me. know i had a friend which i i'm only friends with her on facebook now so we don't really talk but she never learned how to drive either that's so weird to some me. people just don't they they don't have the patience for it or they don't care to or they're scared i think that's a lot to do with it but yeah i mean and it's really it's a big thing if you think about it it's dangerous yeah yeah it is and it's the number one cause of death and you know like all kind it's crazy so i i get it i get why people are scared too and you know that's not like their top priority but man the freedom i know is exactly worth it. that's my thing it's like I need to be able to go if I want to. Exactly. Yeah. I cannot depend on... No. Yeah. It's just... Yeah. Okay. Uh, When I went to take my test, the instructor got in and commented on the car being clean. She was quite happy because earlier in the day, she had been giving a test and felt something odd on her arm. They had hit a bird on the way to the exam and stuffed it in the center console with feathers sticking out. She told the examiner they were keeping it for dinner what <laughs> so apparently she was giving a test to the beverly hillbillies <laughs> oh my gosh what the hell <laughs> that's gross that is it's not illegal it's not illegal anymore though you can totally eat roadkill ew yeah they they passed i think the last state passed a law why so people can eat roadkill oh my god if they find it they eat it i don't know ew i wouldn't do that it's not me that's nasty yes it is uh anyway next one my dad used to be a driving instructor he once had a student who took the instruction to drive straight over the roundabout literally oh my god the student attempted to mount the large curved roundabout before my dad grabbed the wheel to correct him oh wow (laughs) next one a former driving teacher told us a story about a girl first time driving flipped the car on its back during a road practice with another student in the car in the back seat the car was on a low-rise bridge she hit the guardrail and the car came crashing down and landed on its back the first thing my driver instructor heard immediately after the crash was the kid in the back saying well i guess i'm not driving today (laughs) (laughs) thank god everyone was okay that's crazy Mm -hmm. Uh, not me personally but a friend of mine is an instructor as a rule you never take your eyes off the pupil but during a lesson something caught his eye on the side of the road they were doing about 30 in a built-up area and as he turned back at his pupil she completely she was completely asleep what turned out she had narcolepsy and never told anyone 
lesson over. And my last one. At a rest stop, the instructor tossed the keys to the student driver who missed the catch. The car keys fell down a storm drain, and they spent the next half hour trying to fish them out with a set of golf clubs. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. All right. Those are my stories for the beginning. All right. I did Ghosts of Ohio. Okay. Fudge Road Bridge in Gratis, Ohio. Fudge Road is a narrow gravel track which winds its way through the most rural part of Preble County. At one point, a steel bridge carries the road across Ackerman Creek. It is said that a young mother threw threw her unwanted newborn off the bridge, or in some versions of the tale, the baby was stillborn and the mother hung herself from the bridge. Whatever version is more accurate, the fact remains that today a motorist crossing over Fudge Bridge. Frit, sorry. Yeah, say that five times. Fudge fast. Road Bridge <laughs> can hear an infant crying as they park at the bridge and say "Mama" three times. Oh, that's creepy. Another tale linked to the creepy bridge states that a mysterious beast lurks in the nearby woods and takes shelter under the bridge, growling at passing motorists. Oh, like a troll. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> Don't trolls live under bridges? Yes, I think so. Oh my gosh. Staley Road in Carlisle, Ohio. Sometime in the early 1800s, pioneer John Wrench engaged the services of the three Staley brothers to build a flour mill. The finished stru- structure was to become the first double-wheeled mill in Ohio. Business was great, and after several years, Wrench had made enough money to retire and ended up selling his mill to Elias Staley. The mill was then passed down to his brother, Andrew, and continued to produce flour until 1905. Today, the mill is standing in in Staley Road, named for the brothers, winds its way past and through the woods. It has become something of a rite of passage for local teens to drive this road at night as a demonstration of their courage. It has been said that old man Staley went on a murderous rampage and is now haunting the or motorists say that they often experience unexplained car trouble and some have even seen Staley's ghost standing to or even lying in the road. Oh my gosh. Why would he be lying in the road? I don't know. That reminds me of Pat Kelly Road. Yeah. In Fortville, Indiana. Yeah. It's uh it's a road that is in between there's two there's two cemeteries, one on each end of the road mm-hmm. and then a bridge in the middle. Yeah. I have a creepy story about that. I had I wasn't there, but I had I had a pretty big group of friends in high school. And you know, in high school we would always drive down Pat Kelly Road. Well, this one time it was um it was two girls and the guy and a guy and the guy was driving and they said that they pulled up to the bridge and turned off their lights it was like pitch black out there It was like no moon or anything out there and they were just kind of sitting there listening and they said they were sitting there for a couple minutes and then all of a sudden there was a car in front of them that turned on their lights oh my god if they would have gone any farther they would have hit them oh. they were like nose to nose on the freaking bridge oh my gosh oh, know, that's crazy. crazy we used to do uh chinese fire drills oh, yeah. on that bridge i i play well i was part of a very elaborate prank on that road that the girl that we pranked believed it <laughs> i mean for years years she told everyone in college that i'll just tell it it's it's kind of crazy but so i have this friend and she is dramatic let's let me put it that way and she pat kelly road you know it's in the middle of indiana and there's rumors around town that the kkk would meet yes, there yes and that was like their their meeting because there's these big barns on this road and that's where they said that they mm-hmm. would do all this. or out in the woods yeah well she was talking about one time how creepy it would be to see like kkk members up there and you know obviously that would be fucking creepy well yeah well (laughs) two of my girlfriends in high school made 
KKK outfits. Oh, no. And after a high school uh, football game one night, it was me and the, the guy friend that we had, and then her, and then she actually had a foreign exchange student that they were hosting. He was from Germany, and he was in the car, too. <laughs> so <laughs> we drove down Pat Kelly Road, and we parked, and we... Um, we had flashlights with us, and we were going to go look at the tombstones. Yes. Quote, unquote. We were going to look at them. Mm-hmm. Well, we went out to the, the graveyard, and we were looking at some tombstones. Well, here are my other two girlfriends in their outfits oh walking up. <laughs> I freak out. Everyone starts running to the car, and she to this day like they started coming towards the car like they were all mad that we were there and and she told everyone in high school that she was chased by a kkk members oh, no she, and she's still to this day she's like are you serious were you guys playing a trick on me i'm like yes that was totally us but yeah i mean we could have those those girls could have gotten freaking shot oh yeah they were definitely. i mean it was realistic it was bad i mean now that i think about it yeah it was bad you don't think about that when you're exactly young. but yeah it was but yeah she was convinced that <laughs> she was chased by the kkk oh my gosh that's hilarious <laughs> Anyway, sorry, go on. You said Pat Kelly Rhodes. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, the next one is Majestic Theater. And I don't know how to say this town's name. Oh, okay. Um, Chillicothe? I don't know. <laughs> it's C-H-I-L-L-I-C-O-T-H-E. That's, yeah, that's... That's not English. Anyway, since the Majestic Theater was built back in 1852, it has earned itself a reputation as one of the most haunted locations that Ohio has to offer. It was originally the Masonic Opera House, and during the 1918 influenza epidemic, the overflow of corpses was stored there. Oh, no. It is said that blood and vital fluids from the bodies was pumped into the alley to the rear of the building, earning it the nickname Blood Alley. Barf. There are lots of spooky tales that have been told about the various ghosts that haunt the theater. The most commonly cited ghost has been named Elizabeth and is said to be a young woman. On one occasion, she was recorded in the theater asking, how do I get out of here? Mm-hmm. There are also plenty of shadow figures and strange mists seen in the auditorium and the night's room up on the second floor is a popular place to capture photographs with strange orbs of light in them. Hmm. If you visit Woodlawn Cemetery in Dayton, Ohio by day, then the word that you would probably choose to describe it would be picturesque. The burial ground doubles up as an (laughs) arboretum. What? Arboretum. What is that? (laughs) And it boasts a wonderful selection of trees shadowing the pathways that meander around Lake Goose. (laughs) however by night woodlawn cemetery takes on a much creepier feel many witnesses have reported a female spirit who is usually described as wearing a red shirt and jeans with a blue sweater around her waist she is said to wander forlornly through the trees other spirits that are seen here include a young boy and his dog they are said to have drowned in the canal after the boy fell in and his dog attempted to rescue him Many people are so touched by the tale that they leave trinkets at his memorial, and some say they have heard the boy sobbing and his dog whining. Oh, that's sad. I know. Mudhouse Mansion in Lancaster. Mudhouse Mansion, or the Hartman Place as it's known locally, is an abandoned brick mansion built in the mid-1800s. It has long been believed that the house holds some very sinister secrets. This belief is fueled by the fact that the current owner is highly protective of the property and aggressively presses charges against any trespassers. Locals have taken this as confirmation that there is indeed something to hide. (laughs) According to legend, the original owner was a cruel master to his servants and kept them in foul conditions in the building's basement. However, one night the servants escaped and murdered the family in their beds. 
Oh, shit. Another owner is said to have murdered his wife before committing suicide because she was having an affair. Yet another tale suggests that it was, in fact, the wife who murdered her own, her own children. There is no telling which of these tales is accurate, but there are certainly multiple restless spirits walking the halls of this abandoned mansion. That's so interesting. I wonder why it's all just rumor. I wonder if there's any sort of anything. I mean, there could be nothing that happened there ever. Yeah, I mean, it could just be people just making up stuff because it's abandoned and it looks creepy and, you know, they're, they're just making up stories. Yeah. Civic Theater in Akron, Ohio. The Civic Theater, or Lowe's Theater, as it was once known, was designed by a Viennese architect named John Eberson. One of its most famous features is that it, the ceiling can rotate and is designed to look like the night sky. Hmm. One of the ghosts is believed to be the spirit of a young woman who committed suicide by jumping into the canal behind the theater. She's been seen standing at the edge weeping. Another of the resident ghosts is the spirit of a janitor named Fred, who was a longtime employee of the theater. He is said to attack anyone who makes a mess in his bathrooms. Oh, shit. (laughs) Finally, the third spirit is a male entity who sits in the balcony. Nobody knows who he is, but he is clearly distinguishable from Fred thanks to the fact that he is always so well-dressed. Oh, wow. Is that another theater? Is that what you Yeah, civic theater. I don't, I don't understand theaters. I don't know. I don't know. It seems like all of them are haunted. I know. <laughs> uh, Sedumsville. What? <laughs> I don't know why I said it that way. Sedumsville <laughs> Rectory in Cincinnati. Sedumsville Rectory is one of the most notorious haunted locations in Ohio. It is over 100 years old and originally housed local priests from the Cincinnati area. Somewhere along the way, it apparently became the place where bad priests were placed. There are rumors of child abuse and dog fighting connected to the property. In 2011, a couple purchased the property and began a restoration project only just to discover that the building had some otherworldly guests including a demonic spirit who is who has affected them both profoundly hmm. the property has been exercised on occasion but with no effect it is now a popular spot for paranormal investigations i was gonna say i think ghost adventures has been there which one was that um i don't remember what it was called but sedumsville rectory i haven't heard of that one i don't know maybe it just sounded familiar because I remember watching a Ghost Adventures episode where it said uh, dog fights specifically mm. and priests, oh. like bad priests. Hmm. Okay. So I could be wrong. I could, it could have been some other place, but no. Uh, Lafayette Hotel in Marietta. The Lafayette Hotel was actually built on the ruins of another hotel, the Bellevue, which burned down in 1916. The Lafayette opened in 1918 and was managed by a man named Reno G. Hogue. He died in 1944 and passed the job down to his son, S. Dewar... 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 Hogue. Seriously, it's D-U-R-W-A-R-D. Durward. Durward? Durward. Durward. It wasn't until Durward (laughs) passed on that the paranormal activity at the hotel began leading many to surmise that it is his ghost that haunts the third floor of the property. Oh shit, maybe we shouldn't make fun of his name. (laughs) (laughs) Lights flicker and bulbs shatter on their own. The elevator behaves strangely and will often travel up to the roof on its own. As well as the ghost of Durward, <laughs> guests have noted a female apparition in Edwardian attire sitting in the Riverview Lounge. Hmm. Who the hell would name their child Durward? <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's some bad names out there. They call him Dur for shirt. <laughs> Dur. Dur. Come here, Dur. <laughs> He said shirt. <laughs> Dur for sure. 
god oh god okay deer for sure <laughs> oh my gosh you rhymed shut up Okay. <laughs> Are you done? Yeah. Okay. I think the biz the bizman <laughs> the bizman building in Mansfield, built in 1886 by the same architect that designed the Ohio State Reformatory. It's a of little wonder that its eerie facade bears such a striking resemblance. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I cannot read tonight. Okay. <laughs> All right. Shut up. It, do- <laughs> it doesn't just share its physical appearance with the reformatory, but it also shares a film appearance, too. Shawshank Redemption, perhaps one of the greatest movies of all time, used this as a filming location, too. Oh, cool. If you have seen the film, the building is used as the entrance to the Brewer Hotel, where Brooks and Red stayed after they were paroled from Shawshank. Mm. Not only has it made appearances in film, but it is also the focus of normal or numerous paranormal TV shows, including Ghost Asylum and Ghost Hunter slash Taps, to name but a couple. Hmm. The reports of paranormal here are rife, with a common feeling of dread and sadness, particularly on the third floor. Many people report an overwhelming sensation of darkness when on this floor. Disembodied footsteps, voices being poked and pushed, black shadows, and dark figures caught in images are some of the more common occurrences. On past investigations here, investigators have received audible responses to their questions. One particular piece of audio evidence was when an investigator asked if they could speak to Ruthie, and a voice was caught saying, Is Ruthie here? In addition, people have witnessed the spirit of a woman throughout the upper floors, people in Victorian clothing, and sounds of people working. That's crazy. I know. Ridges Asylum in Athens. Ridges Asylum originally opened in 1874. It was known as the Athens Asylum for the Insane. It had two wings, one for the female patients and one for the male patients. The most violent patients were housed at the outermost tip of each wing. By the start of the 1900s, the asylum had become dangerously overcrowded and rumors of inhumane treatment at the hands of overworked staff were building. However, the asylum lasted longer than many from the same time. It was not officially closed until 1993. Some parts of the building are still in use, while others lie abandoned. One of the most chilling sights is the outline of a body which remains where Margaret Schilling died in 1979. She apparently got lost in the disused part of the hospital in winter of 1978-1979 and was not found for more than a month. Oh my god. When the corpse was eventually removed, it left a stain that could never be washed away. She is one of the many ghosts who is said to walk the asylum at night. There's also a cemetery on the grounds which holds over 2,000 bodies and is said to have several spirits of its own. Oh my god. That's bad. Yeah. Over a month? That's not... Like, did nobody even notice she was gone? Well, it was overcrowded, so they might not have. That's terrible. Ohio State Reformatory in Mansfield, Ohio. Ohio State Reformatory served as a reformatory for young offenders starting in 1886 before becoming an adult prison, which remained in operation until December 1990. During its operation, it was home to some violent prisoners, indeed. (laughs) One of the most brutal punishments used at the prison was to throw the inmate in the hole, a dark and claustrophobic solitary confinement cell. The prison is now regarded as many or sorry, the prison is now regarded by many as the most haunted bu- building in Ohio 
with a wide variety of paranormal activity including apparitions, unexplained noises, and a malevolent presence in the hole. It's very high on the list of haunted prisons in the country too. Uh, that's all I had on that. And I also did some Monsters of Ohio. Okay. So the first one is the Loveland Frogmen. In 1955, a man was traveling through Loveland, Ohio when he saw three mysterious creatures. Of course, the story has many versions, so he either saw them near Branch Hill or over or under a bridge on the Little Miami River. The unnamed man claims that he saw the figures, which were about three to four feet tall, (laughs) conversing with one another. The creatures had leathery skin and the faces of frogs. In addition to their amphibian attributes, they also had a wand that they waved over their head, which naturally scared the passerby. The stories of the Loveland Frogmen have been repeated throughout the decades, with the most recent sighting taking place in 2016. A young couple was out playing Pokemon Go when they claimed to see a giant frog-like creature that stood on two legs and walked towards them. And the wand is what scared (laughs) It's not their frog face. It was the wand. Or it's a giant four-foot tall frog. What the fuck? Oh my god. My next one is the grass man. Have you ever seen three-toed footprints in Cuyahoga Valley National Park? You may have been hot on the trail of one of Ohio's most legendary cryptids, the grass man. Often referred to as the Eastern Bigfoot, the grass man is reportedly seven feet tall, 300 pound humanid. Whoa. According to famed cryptozoologist Lauren Coleman, the Ohio grassmen have more human-like appearances and are more human-looking and are shorter than the classic Bigfoot. My next one is Mothman. After the first sighting of a winged creature in 1966, an Ohio copy editor dubbed the mystery creature the Mothman. Although typically associated with Point Pleasant, West Virginia, the Mothman was also active across the Ohio River in Galapagos. I don't know. (laughs) Hundreds of Mothman sightings were reported in Ohio in the 1960s, but the mystery goes back centuries to the native Wyandot people that inhabited the Ohio River Valley. According to author (laughs) Mark A. Hall, the Wyandots were plagued by giant flying bird-like creatures who would blend into the clouds and fog, destroying crops and plucking children from villages. Oh, God. Uh, The Minerva Monster... Yet another Bigfoot-type creature lurks in Ohio, this time near Minerva. The Minerva monster was first spotted by the Caton family in the late 1970s when they followed the sound of their barking dogs to a pit on their property where they disposed of trash. Inside the pit, they found a massive, 7-foot-tall, 300-pound creature covered in fur staring at them as they approached. Oh, no. The creature returned to the family's property so often that it was witnessed by several other friends and family members and even investigated by the sheriff. During the creature's final appearance at the property, two creatures were spotted after the home was pelted with several rocks while the family was inside. Although sightings continued in nearby counties, none were as detailed as the Caton families, whose stories remain unchanged for decades. That's crazy. That's creepy. Where's the proof? I don't know. Why didn't they take pictures or write a report? I don't know. Hmm. Uh, Cedar Bog Monster. The Cedar Bog Monster is yet another example of Ohio's Bigfoot activity. When the Cedar Bog was first opened as a nature preserve in 1942, Ohioans reported seeing the large ape-like creature in the area. After some teenagers went missing at the bog, the existence of the monster was solidified in the minds of the people. Shortly after the bog was fenced in, reportedly to keep people from wandering in 
into it and to keep deer and other wildlife from straying onto the road, but hardcore fans of cryptozoology think it was designed to keep the creature creature inside. <laughs> Orange eyes. Not to be confused with another monster in the area at Charles Mills Lake, Orange Eyes is one of the more terror-inducing cryptids you can find in Ohio. Reported to be more than 11 feet tall, Orange Eyes lurks near Mansfield, Ohio, though he is said to have originated in Cleveland. The thousand-pound hominid was spotted last in 1991 when it appeared to two fishermen in Mill Creek before retreating into the nearby woods. Some locals believe that Orange Eyes was actually an alien being due to the fact that a green beam and a UFO were spotted in the area in the 1970s. Whatever Orange Eyes was, it hasn't been seen in over 20 years. That's crazy. That's the first alien that I would ever hear of with Orange Eyes, though. Yeah, that's, that is weird. <laughs> Charles Mills Lake Monster. More well-known in the area is the Charles Mills Lake Monster. This mysterious cryptid has only been documented one time. In March of 1959, teenagers Denny Patterson, Wayne Armstrong, and Michael Lane were running amok near the shores of Charles Mills Lake when they saw something that terrified them. Out of the water came a seven-foot-tall, armless hominoid. The boys noted that the creature had glowing green eyes and massive webbed feet. After the boys reported what they had seen, authorities searched the area, finding footprints that they thought resembled tracks that scuba and snorkel diving fins would leave behind. Hmm. That's interesting. Okay, Crosswick Monster. Around 20 miles north of the Loveland Frogman's territory lies Crosswick. Although the monster hasn't been spotted in over 200 years, the legend of the Crosswick Monster is still told in the area. According to reports, two young boys were playing on the banks of a small creek when they were startled by a massive, snake-like creature. The monster sprouted arms and snatched one of the boys, dragging him nearly a hundred yards to a massive sycamore tree that was assumed to be its den. Oh, no. The Crosswick monster dropped the child just outside a hole in the tree's bank. The 26-foot diameter tree was eventually chopped through by dozens of men from the town, and when the serpent creature reappeared, the men noted that it was between 12 to 14 feet tall. The monster escaped the men, crashing through a fence before darting into a cavern. That's gigantic. Yeah, this is the full description. It is, descri <laughs> it is described as being 30 to 40 feet long, 12 to 14 feet tall when erect, 16 inches in diameter, and legs 4 feet long. It is covered with scales, like lizards, of black and white color with yellow, large yellow spots. Its head is about 16 inches wide with a long forked tongue, and the mouth inside is deep red. Although the Crosswick monster is never, was never seen again, it is remembered as one of the most believable cryptid experiences in Ohio, as more than 60 men claim to have witnessed it. Holy shit. That's scary. That is totally scary. That sounds like something like accidentally crossed over in a, from oh, yeah. a dimension. Of it. Yeah. That's crazy. Especially since nobody's ever seen it again. Yeah, that's weird. That is crazy. Bessie, Lake Erie Monster. What would be the point of having a massive lake if there wasn't a mysterious lake monster in it? Bessie, Lake Erie's very own monster, was first spotted in 1793. Initially, she was said to be between 30 to 40 feet in length, but as time goes on, the length of Bessie has grown. In the 1990s, a reward was even put out to anyone who could catch Bessie, although none succeeded. Some theorize that Bessie sightings could be attributed to the massive sturgeon that were once prevalent in Lake Erie, but locals insist that Bessie is real and most definitely not a sturgeon. <laughs> and my last one is the Dogman. Described as a werewolf-like creature, the Dogman has reported... Wait. The Dogman has reportedly been seen all throughout Ohio, including our very own Franklin County. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Eyewitnesses describe the dogman creatures as between four to six feet tall, often very muscular, and with pink or gray skin. 
It is sometimes seen on all fours or walking bipedally. One of the most recent accounts was in 2016 in Allen County. The dog man is typically associated with Michigan, but in the past decade, several sightings have taken place throughout Ohio. What? You all said pie beetle. (laughs) (laughs) But I didn't. That would have been really funny if you did, though. (laughs) That's all my stories. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, So I did... Uh, creepy encounters with humanoid beings and if we've already done these i apologize because i it's getting almost impossible for me to find anything i know because no one will write in any stories i know like what what is that anyway they must not like us i don't know but email us your stories we want to hear them and if you give me one story i can at least go with a topic that i can you know specifically look up but anyway ghoulsnightoutpodcast at gmail.com uh so again if if these are familiar if we've done these before i apologize but let's just do it so first one i'm from indiana and a couple years back my mother was driving my sister and i to school to set the stage it was a foggier morning and it was a stretch of road with forest on one side and a cornfield on the other out of the blue this creature that we couldn't identify ran across the road causing my mom to slam the brakes it looked about the size of a grown man and was covered in dark hair it was bipedal and was lopping really loping loping, Mm -hmm. really oddly needless to say it wasn't a coyote and i've never heard of bears being in central indiana admittedly it was foggy so i could have misidentified it Hmm. Sounds like uh, Bigfoot. In Indiana? In central Indiana? Yeah, I mean, it's all Which isn't that fields. far away. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, it's like, yeah, that's like where we are. That's creepy. <laughs> Next one, I've never had an experience myself, but I but do believe in this and similar phenomena. I have never spoken with my girlfriend about this subject, unknown humanoids or any paranormal normal occurrences for that matter on friday night she and i were at a friend's house and decided to leave at around 1 a.m it's very foggy outside being that we live near rivers and creeks in rural illinois she goes to the gas station on her way home to the rural town where we both live about a block away from each other I get home and don't hear from her for a bit until she calls me very shaken up and crying. She says on her way on her drive home, she saw something crouched in the road on the right side. It looked to be fairly small, possibly a child. She rolled down her window and asked if they were okay. She got no answer, only continued sobbing. She pulls over and gets out of the car and what walked the up fuck? I know walked up to whatever this was and attempted to ask if it needed help. The thing stands up on two feet at over six feet. Oh my god. Lets out a god-awful screech and runs off to off of the road into some pretty dense woods near a tributary of the Kaskaskia River. <laughs> Kaskaskia. That's what it says. Okay. She can't say... If it was a boy or a girl, but can say she's never heard something like that before. She's pretty jarred by the experience. Don't get out of your car. Yeah, there's a few issues I have with this story. Uh, Yeah. Even rolling down the window. Yeah, I know. When um, you were reading that, I'm like, what the fuck? uh, Yeah. So she got out. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Just just don't yeah to to each i mean oh and anyway this happened in the middle of the night at my mom's house some years back in northern california i was asleep on the floor in the living room next to the living room is a room that can be seen through two large windows and french doors we call it the middle room next to that it was my mom's dad my mom (laughs) next to that was my mom and stepdad's bedroom. The light in the middle room was left on, partly dimmed at nights. I woke up and saw three short gray aliens walking around in the middle room. 
They were about five feet tall, had long skinny arms, and were wearing dark colored jumpsuits. The arms stood out to me the most because of how thin they were and no muscle tone like you would see in a human. The eyes looked solid black and were larger than the human than a human's, though not as large as shown in some depictions. I don't remember about the nose or mouth other than the features were small and not noticeable. I don't remember any details about the hands. I was able to sit up part way as I was watching them, but had no energy to do anything else. They didn't seem to notice that I was watching them. Within a couple minutes, I fell back asleep. I'm guessing that they transmitted something to keep everyone passed out, but sometimes it doesn't always work 100%. Here's the kicker. In the morning, my mom walked in and said the aliens were there the night before. I then told her that I saw them too and asked her how many of them that there were and what they looked like. Her description matched what I had seen. She had other alien encounters, but this was the only time there was a witness. Me. Hmm. So she was like, oh yeah, the aliens were back again. I would freaking flip I, I I mean, that is not normal. No. No. That is... And if it is normal for you, I'm so sorry. I know. Like, you're going through things that you shouldn't be going through because that's creepy. So, I already see a word in this next one that I can't pronounce. So, this one should be interesting. I don't remember it completely, but my grandpa once told us a story about an experience he had while he used to live in a, on a small ranch in Mexico. He was with his older brother, so think I think my grandfather was about 12 or 14, 12 to 14 at the time. And while he was with his brother out in the ranch, they heard something behind some bushes that he said sounded like singing. He and his brother both went to investigate it, and when they looked behind the bush, they saw a couple of little people. Um, Duande? Does that sound like a Spanish word? I don't know. So that uh, I'm assuming that's what it is. I'm going to go with that. Uh, it's what they called him in Mexico. They didn't see my grandpa or his brother, and his brother suggested that they both get out of there before they were seen. They returned home, and I'm not sure if they ever saw them af- again after that. Hmm. So, uh, just a couple of little people is all it said behind a bush. That that reminds me of like the fae or fairy. Yeah, or gnomes. Yeah, yeah, and especially for some reason in Mexico, gnomes are like a thing. There. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, every every time I've heard of like little supernatural or paranormal any little people like that it it's usually in mexico hmm it's interesting yeah next one an investigation uh slash shamanic sham shamanic shamanic i think that's right yeah group on the pine ridge indian reservation uh, in south dakota was called in to investigate and bless a home the incidents began when two sisters observed black eye, a black-eyed boy outside the home. Not long later, a group of ashen, white-skinned children with black eyes Ugh. were seen congregating around the property. Black-eyed kids! Oh, oh my gosh, God. they're so creepy. I hate them. Yeah, they were in, a, in an attempt to interact with the other children living there. The first two occasions, there were only two of them, and they asked to be led inside of the house to get food. The third time, a third one showed up, and this time they asked for blood. What? They were never granted access to the home, and the children described their voices as, quote, not normal, robotic, or monotone. Pets also went missing around the time, oh, around no. this time, around the property, and the parents of the children recalled seeing these spooky children as well. They also claimed that they noticed strange events around their home, including poltergeist activity and the sighting of, on at least two occasions, strange entities that they later thought to be alien. Hmm. It sounds like the freaking Skinwalker Ranch. It's yeah. like a lot of shit going on in one location. It's super scary. 
Next one, when I was camping with my family several years ago, my father and I were out walking in the dark with flashlights when we heard something chirping like a person doing a shitty Im imitation of a bird call. We stopped and shined our flashlights around and then up into the trees. The beam landed on something, maybe three feet tall, standing up, humanoid, crouching with its hands holding on to the branches. It was hairless and very pale skinned, pretty much white. Its head was abnormally large and had two huge eyes like, and bat-like ears. We only saw it for a split second because my dad jerked the flashlight away when he first saw it, and when he tried to find it again with the flashlight, it was gone without a trace. I asked my dad if he had seen that, and he had, and we were both very perplexed by it. When I've told other people this story, they speculate that it could have been an owl or some other animal, but my dad and I are fairly experienced outdoors and sportsmen, and we had never seen anything that looked like that before or since. I went back and double-checked with my mother, and she's fairly certain this took place at a campground near Stanley, Idaho, at Lola Creek Campground. She also told me that we had left early because there was something moving around the campsite that night that spooked my dad, which I only learned just now. Hmm. So, like, their whole experience was creepy. Yeah. Okay. Next one. This encounter happened only two years ago while I was living with my parents in Texas. At the time, I was waking up from a short nap and did not see it as anything unusual. I just figured it was some kind of partially dream or something like that. I was napping on my bed. At the time, I had a futon, which wasn't too far off the ground, in the middle of the day. I can't remember the exact timing of when this took place to save my life. I opened my eyes and saw, for only a second, the image of a white humanoid creature kneeling on its haunches looking at me. It couldn't have been that tall since its eyes were only inches above my bed. I could see the top of its knees which were resting its head against. While I can't remember many details about its face, I knew somehow that it wasn't entirely right or for lack of a better term. I can't remember if it even had any hair on its head or the color of its eyes, but I can remember its skin was very pale and looked as if it was just skin and bones. I don't know why the image of the creature was so vivid, even though I only saw it for a second, even to this day it stands out. I only recently been able to give a name to this thing since I saw a post describing these types of creatures as quote-unquote crawlers. Ooh, I've heard of that. Ooh, really? Yeah. Ooh, that's creepy. What, do they just watch you sleep? I, I don't remember, but I've heard that name before. Ooh. Next one. Kind of remind me of a rake. Yeah, that's what yeah. it sounds like. Yeah. Ugh, that is creepy. I don't like that. Okay. Next one, around six years ago when I was 13, my brother, my younger brother and I were in the backyard. We saw what looked like a man in an Olympic-style bike wearing bright orange and a helmet. This orange seemed to glow over his skin, too. This lasted only three seconds, and it appeared to come through the yard fence like a ghost going through walls, and then out, it left out the other side. There was no movement in the bike wheels or the man moving. It just glided as a still image. I remember feeling something like intense dread and also disgust. Sounds weird, but it was like if you caught your parents having sex, that sort of feeling. So we both ran inside straight away, of course. We both still remember this to this day, but are still just clueless as to what it was. That's weird. It that is super weird. I've never heard anything like that. Uh -uh. I mean, to also, to that feeling is very specific yeah. as well because they felt dread and disgust. That's weird. That is super weird. I love it. Especially if it's just someone on a bike. Yeah. That's weird. That is weird. That's crazy. Okay. 
Next one, a good friend of mine has been followed by some kind of being ever since she was born. She describes it as something similar to a shadow person with blue eyes. Ooh. It wakes her up every night and is accompanied by a small group of other, quote, shadow people, often without eyes. They stand at the other end of her bedroom and watch her, but often wake her up by pulling her arms, legs, or head. What the fuck? This pulling also happens every night. Her mom said she has been waking up this with this weird way ever since she was very young. They don't speak, but they do make low noises sometimes. The blue-eyed ones also follow her around during the day quite oh often. Oh my gosh. That is horrifying. That poor thing. I, how, I mean, how would you live? I don't That's know. That's insane. And my last one. Almost every week, my wife and I go to a friend's house on Friday nights. A few months ago, one of my friends said she had been noticing lights in the sky. She said they were multicolored, red, green, white, and blue in a cross pattern. One night we were hanging out and I had to relieve myself. So I walked to the side of the shed and did what I needed what needed to be done. When I looked up, I saw him. He was about four feet tall and pale white. He had a normal size head for a creature his size, not the stereotypical big headed uh, big eyed gray and beady eyes. There were no clothing, and while I saw no genitalia, I just sort of saw he was a he. When he saw I noticed him, he scurried away behind the shed. I went after him, but when I rounded the corner, he was gone. Since then, I have seen him one other time in the same situation. Neither time I was afraid. In fact, I felt a certain level of calm and peace. The way you do when you walk out of church or have one drink past being buzzed. I don't know who or what he is, but I want to. Hmm. Weird. That's weird. And those were my stories for the week. All right. It's time for the witty wrap-up. Yay, witty wrap-up! And this one is a group activity. Oh, okay. I did tongue twisters. So we are going to take turns doing a tongue Oh, gosh, there. I'm not good at this stuff. Okay, so <laughs> I'll do the first one. Okay. And this one is a well-known tongue twister. It is Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. How many pickled peppers did Peter Piper pick? That's an easy one. Okay, do number two. Okay. Oh, my God, I've never heard this one before. How can a clam cram in a clean cream can? <laughs> How can a clam cram in a clean cream? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, number three. Denise sees fleece. Denise sees fleas. At least Denise can sneeze and feed the free and feed and freeze the fleas. Oh my gosh! (laughs) No. Which one am I on? Four. Okay. Sheena leads. Sheila needs. Sheena leads. Sheila needs. <laughs> Am I saying that right? I guess. Sheena I leads. Sheila needs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The 33 thieves thought that they thrilled the throne throughout Thursday. <laughs> the 33 thieves thought that they thrilled the throne throughout Thursday. <laughs> in the post that I posted on Facebook where he was like I'm Thor and he, the other guy was like here take the math print <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> that one was funny oh my god you gave me like a paragraph <laughs> oh god okay are you ready for this okay let's go Something in a 30-acre thermal thicket of thorns and thistles thumped the thunder, threatening the three thoughts of Matthew the thug. Although, theoretically, it was only the 13,000 thistles of thorns through the underneath of his thigh that the 30-year-old thug thought of that morning. <laughs> It was horrible. 
saying words. Okay. <laughs> can you can a can as a canner? Can can a can. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. Seth at Sansbury sells thick socks. <laughs> that wasn't that hard. Okay. <laughs> Roberta ran rings around the Roman ruins. <laughs> clean cans cram the in clean cans. <laughs> Clean clams, clean clams, crammed in clean cans. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Six sick hicks. Nick, Nick. <laughs> what? Hold on. Let me start it. Okay. Uh, where is it? Six sick hicks. Nick six slick bricks. With picks and sticks. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my gosh, okay. <sighs> Seriously? <laughs> okay. Okay, you guys. <laughs> this is okay. I wish to wish the wish you wish to wish. <laughs> But if you wish the wish, the witch witches. I won't wish the wish you wish to wish. I just did the wish, wish, wish. Okay. All right. Here's mine. Super superstition. What? That's not fair. <laughs> and I get another paragraph. <laughs> there was a fisherman named Fisher who fished for some fish in a fisher till a fish with a grin. What? Pulled the fisherman in. Now they're fishing in the fisher for Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> You got a big long one now. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. To sit in solemn silence in a dull, dark dock in a pestilential prison with a, lo- with a lifelong lock awaiting the sensation of a short, sharp shock from a cheap and chippy chopper on a big black block to sit in solemn silence in a dull dark dock in a pestilential prison with a lifelong lock awaiting the sensation of a short sharp shock from a cheap and chipper chopper in a big black box a dull dark dock a lifelong lock a sharp short sharp shock a big black block to sit in silent solemn silence in a pestilential prison and awaiting the sensation from a cheap and chippy chopper on a big black block what i don't know oh my gosh okay picky people pick peter pan peanut butter tis peanut butter picky people pick (laughs) (laughs) if stew choose shoes should stew choose the shoes he choose If Stu choose shoes, should Stu choose the shoes he choose? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. Luke Luck likes lakes. Luke's duck licks lakes. (laughs) Luke Luck licks lakes. Luke's duck licks lakes. Ducks take licks in lakes. Luke Luck likes Luke Luck takes licks in what? Lake Stuck's likes. <laughs> That's what it says. Okay. 
There those thousand thinkers were thinking how did the other three thieves go through. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Santa shorts, suit shrunk. What? <laughs> oh, Santa shorts, shoot. I can't say this one. Santa shorts, suit shrunk. Santa shorts, suit shrunk. <laughs> hard i have <laughs> ice cream you scream we all scream for ice cream that's not hard that's not fair wayne went to wales to watch walruses mm. <laughs> one one was a racehorse two two was one two one 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 race two two one one two <laughs> oh two two Oh, here's the last one. Six sleek swans swam swiftly southwards. That wasn't too bad. And that's all for the witty wrap-up. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Please send in your stories. We don't really care anymore. It's getting really hard to find stuff, so we might have to branch out if we don't start getting stories. So send us in your stories. Send us... You're doing a tongue twister. I am. Send us in your stories. <laughs> Ghoulsnightoutpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> um, look us up on Facebook. You can rate, re- review, subscribe wherever you listen. You can also recommend us on Facebook. We would appreciate it. And we will talk to you next week. Later. Bye.